Good morning. I am excited about today. Amen. This is going to be a good day. Um, just so you guys know, I'm not Zach. My name's Luke Feeney. I'm the student pastor uh, here, and I just, I just get so excited uh, on these days. You know, Melissa, the van, they sang this song this morning. Um, I see a generation standing on the truth. And you, you can see it in every single one of those kids' eyes. And we've, I just, can we just uh, thank all of the teachers and everybody that helps downstairs just to, uh, the parents, just to create that atmosphere. Can we just give everybody a hand this morning? Because, like, it's just good stuff. So um, th- this morning, uh, I've got the privilege of introducing s- someone that uh, is really, really special to me. Um, because he is one of our own that gets to come up here and uh, deliver God's word this morning. Uh, his name is Zach Jamison. He has uh, got so much potential. He does tons of things, uh, extracurricular. He's the captain of the soccer team, captain of the cross-country team. He's a leader in FCA. He's just, he's got it all going on. But despite all of that, um, he, he gave a message here uh, a little while back with me and uh, a couple of days later, we got to talking, and he's like, oh, I'm ready to do it again. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. And so it's been a little bit, we, but we get to have him back up here, and, and I'm excited to, to see Zach and, and see the potential that, that uh, he has, and not only just him, but we've got a, a ton of teens here this morning that they usually come on Wednesday nights, but uh, it, Zach is just a, a very special, special person to me. Um, we started out... Uh, with like bare bones, nothing. There was him and Tyra. There, it was those two and Brayden, but he was off to basic. And last Wednesday night, we had 20-some kids. And it, it was just amazing just to, just to see what God has done in the lives of these students and, and the things that, that he has accomplished. Um, and it, it's just amazing. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Jamison. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'm just really thankful for this opportunity that I've been given with Luke and Andy just coming up and asking me that, uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it again, and I said yes. But uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, actually, I, was, I got presented an opportunity on to do something else. I got the opportunity to go to uh, hang out with the SBU soccer team, because I think that's what I'm going to most likely be doing in college, is going to be playing soccer. And he had asked me to come up there Sunday morning and just uh, like hang out with the team, go through like the little tradition on church service in the morning, and then just hang out with them on the bench and stuff during the game and stuff. But I, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, well, I could preach this Sunday or I could go hang out with them. And it kind of ties in what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about buying into God and trusting what he has for us. And in that moment, I, I wasn't really trusting God with what, with what he wanted me to do. I was asking everyone around me like, oh no, what should I do? Should I do this or should I do this? And, and then I just emailed them back and said, hey, I got this going on. This is what I'm doing. And that's what God has, has wanted me to do. And so trust, trust is kind of something that we, that we hold pretty close to us. We like to be able to trust people. We like to trust the, the things around us. We like to trust God, and that's what we're going to be talking about. And, but, but the definition of trust, I looked it up, and it says, 
It is the assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. And that kind of hits on directly what we need to have with God. And, but are we, are we really truly trusting God with every situation in our lives and how many of those choices that we make in our daily lives are just for ourselves? And so if you guys want to flip over to uh, Romans 5, I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. And it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this, this wonderful opportunity that you've given me. God, thank you for everyone out here. God, thank you for all the supporters in this church that, that I can rely on. God, thank you for helping me be able to trust them and helping them put their trust into me, God, that whatever you have for me is what is right, God. Just uh, incline, incline everyone's ear today that they may listen and understand and, uh, and apply this into their everyday lives, God. Help them choose this decision, God, and just don't, don't let this slide away. Help them take this opportunity and just be, be, be in with us today, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So the, I'm gonna read verse one again here, and it says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And what I kind of take away from that is that we can only have peace with God, and we cannot have peace in temporary things. And a silly example of that is like when, when you're like, okay, I, sorry, I got a little lost there for a second. Temporary things will always leave us unsatisfied and wanting more. And so a little example of that is like when you're, when you're laying in bed, it's like 11 o'clock at night, you're watching YouTube, and then it's, next thing you know, it's 3 a.m., and you've watched 10 Disney conspiracy theories, five pimple-popping videos, something like that. <laughs> But the point is, God is the, only, is the only one who can truly fulfill us, and he fills us with love and joy, and we can only reach that by trusting him. And that trust that we need to build up with God is the same trust that we put into God when we got saved. It's the same trust. The only difference is that we need to continually put that trust into him, and it's not just a one-time thing. It's a daily choice that we make. And that, that's kind of how we take the next step in our faith too. That's how we grow and that's how we improve our life. That's how we help share that with other people in our lives too. And we need to know not to just be content with just being saved or just coming to church on Sunday and Wednesday and just living through the motions because if we're just check, checking that box, what are, what are we gaining from that? How are we sharing what God has for us, what God has done through us with other people? And we're going to hit on that here in a little bit more in depth. But the next thing I have is uh, the message version gives a really good translation and different perspective on what, what verse 1 says. And it says, By entering through faith into what God has always wanted us to do for us, set us right with Him, makes us fit for Him, 
we have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he had already thrown open his door to us. And that's just amazing to me because the, the first part of that right there, it just shows that we can only have it with God, that we have it all together with God. And that's only with God. Not, not any of those other things that we talked about just a second ago about that fulfillment. And we can't put our trust into those temporary things. And then the next part, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. If we put ourselves out there to God and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be? I'm trusting you with this. I'm giving this all to you. We see that God says, I'm already here. <laughs> I've been waiting for you this whole time. And his plan will always prevail. No matter what God's, no matter what, God's purpose will overcome everything. And, this, and that goes directly into what verse two has to say. And it says, through him, we have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And again, the message version, I'm gonna be referencing that a lot. It kind of gives a good translation there. And I, I would recommend looking at those different translations and comparing them with one another. That way you can kind of see it in a different way. But it says, we find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. God has given us everything we needed, everything we could have imagined, but why do we still put our hope into other things? What are you putting your trust and hope into that should be put into God? Is it other people? Is it money? Or is it what the world says right? When have those things failed you? Because for me, those things, those things always fail us. They will always fail us in the end. They never, they never come through for us. But then on the flip side, when has God failed you? And there's only one answer to that question. And it's that he, he hasn't and he never will. So think about, think about this for a second. Think about that sin that you can't seem to shake or get away from. Because we, we all have that one thing that can, just seems to keep coming back into our lives. And, and Jesus died for that. He overcame that. And he will overcome every mistake that we, that we will continue to have or that we're going to struggle with in the future. And his grace never changes. It is always the same. God never changes. Sometimes I feel like we just get used to God. Like he, he's just there and we don't, really, we don't really use him. We don't pursue him like we fully should. And I find myself caught up in that sometimes too. But everything good that has come into our lives comes from God. And we need to treat him like a first option instead of having him as a backup plan. And then that just, uh, here a couple weeks ago, Andy talked about, he was talking about Deuteronomy 6 and saying, um, why is it so easy to forget those good things when something bad comes? Like, just like he was talking about where the, where the people and Moses, they, they came out of Egypt and he was, like, they just were not, like, they were, they were upset that they couldn't get in yet, what they had for them, and they were mad about all these little things, but they couldn't see the things that God had already done for them. They weren't focused on those things. And how many times do when bad things come, we forget the good 
and blame it on God and focus on that one thing we think we need but didn't get instead of everything else God has given us. The last part of the message version, it says, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. We choose to have hope in God. We, we choose to love God. We choose to trust him daily. We choose how our relationship with him is going, no matter what is going on in our lives. And so we need to be able to react based on what we, what we know is right and not what just happens around us. Because we find, that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot for me anyways, when something little happens and everything is just like, oh man, I don't know what to do anymore. Like if we just tend to forget what, what actually we need to do. And one of my favorite quotes that, we've been, that we had talked about a long time ago on a Wednesday night service is, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. If we are, re- and there's two, way, there's two different outcomes to that. We can choose to react how, based off of our emotions and based off of what we think is right, or we can react based off of, off of what, God think, what God knows is right and what we know to be right. And that kind of takes us into to verse three right here where it says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. How do we normally handle the hard things in our lives? We tend, we, we kind of blame it on God and like saying, where are you at, God? That's, that's kind of how I see it right there. And saying, why isn't my life perfect? But as a Christian, life isn't going to be perfect. We have to go through those trials. We have to practice handling those, those battles that the devil is going to throw away because God wants us to rely on him. We need to embrace the fact that we can't handle everything on our own, that we are going to mess up. God would not be God if we, if we were perfect. And then in every area where we are weak, he, he is strong. He covers that. He fills every hole that we have. And so I'm going to give you a little story here about me. If you guys didn't know, I am a cross-country runner. And like Luke said, I play soccer too. And then with school on top of that, it's, it's kind of stressful right now for, for this time of the year. But I know that going to pra- I need to go to practice. I need to wake up and go run in the morning, even when I don't want to, even when I just had a game the night before, because I know I need to perform good and that I need to buy in to what is being given to me. So I've been running since about seventh grade or so, and I've been training year round since then. And I, some days it's just like, man, this is not my day. When a hard workout comes, I'm like, I'm not doing this, but those times where I wanted to give up and I didn't, that's, that's what makes you who you are. And it helped me become a good runner. It helped me become a better leader and it helped me produce that endurance that I need. But it doesn't, it doesn't get easier. Just one, once you have that, it's, it's hard to keep. You have to keep training and keep, and keep going and to get better and better and to hold that. Because I promise you, if I, if I went without running for two weeks, man, I'd be in rough shape, but, but it, it, it's helped me a lot. Running's kind of made me who I am and give me this discipline that I have. But a big thing for me, younger, younger me, like seventh grade to 10th grade, 11th grade to me, didn't really buy in to what was given to me for, for running. 
I would kind of just do, do enough to get by, to do enough to be the best on the team or just to run the fastest, not reaching my, my full potential that I could if I really, really bought into what was given to me. Like I would try to either cut workouts short or I would just like, oh man, I need, to, I need to go do something else right now or just try to get out of it. But this year, I've really bought into my training and into my coaches and what they have for me. And, and with that, I've seen a lot of an improvement with my times, with my, just my mental state and stuff like that. But from freshman to junior year, I didn't see a lot of that improvement. And I was like, man, why am I doing this? If I'm not improving, what am I doing? But it's because I wasn't doing things the right way they needed to be done. And so it was, I was kind of like disappointed about that. I was kind of sad about that. I didn't really know what to do. And, but freshman year was not really the best year for me. It was probably one of the roughest years. But those things that we go through make us who we are. And for me, I fully believe that I wouldn't be up here talking right now if I didn't have those bad things to go through. Because with that, I met some amazing people along the way. And just, we all go through things. We're all going to go through these hard things. From, for me, it was hanging out with the wrong people, to having relationships for the wrong reasons, people passing away, depression, all of that, I tried to get through by myself, or I thought I was alone. Like, I, I just thought I couldn't get through it. But, and then I went to church my whole life, but I didn't really understand what I was doing. You know, like, we just show up, just like, okay, yeah, I got that, and then go home and never think about it again. I was, I was sleeping through life, and I can compare that, a lot of running analogies here, because <laughs> that's just who I am, but so the sleeping through life thing is just like, it's just like a race for me. Like, there's been times where I just zone out completely in the middle of a race, and I just let, like, groups of people pass me. I'm just like, oh, well, they passed me, and I don't react to these bad things, bad things that are happening. And I just shut down. And I just let them keep happening and happening over and over. And it works the same with God, too. It works the same way with our faith. When we just let these bad things happen or that sin keep, keep pulling us down and dragging us down instead of choosing God and trusting him. But through all of that, it led me to, a, to being in the spot that I am now and having the faith that I have now. But it took me a long time to realize all that happened was a part of God's plan. And I'm, I'm extremely thankful for the people that have, that have came into my life because of that. And it's just crazy how, how perfect God's plan is. Like, I really can't wrap my mind around it. Like, every, every situation that I've made, every other situation that people have made has helped me to get where I am now. It's helped you guys to get where you are right now. It's why you're in these pews right now. And God's, God's plan always prevails. Like, no matter how far away I got from God, this is what he wanted for me. That, that's why I'm up here right now. I, I really think that this is his purpose for me. And his purpose for our lives is going to happen. And it can happen a whole lot easier if we just put that trust into him into the first place instead of waiting. So that brings me to my next point, that we just need to have confidence in God. Another running analogy, <laughs> but when I walk into a race, if I don't have any confidence at all, I'm not going to do well that race. I'm going to go into the race. I'm going to get 
There's gonna, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy because it's, it's tough. But if I go into that with no confidence, I'm not going to get through that race very well. I'm going to have a bad race and I'm going to be ticked. I'm going to be like, why did that just happen? Why, why didn't I run well? But when I do have confidence, come in a little bit more prepared and that just, it just changes everything, just that mental state. And we can do the same thing with God. We can have that confidence in God, knowing that he can beat whatever is thrown our way. Like you don't have to fall into that sin over and over again because God's, God's already won that battle. And putting that confidence into him, knowing that we're preparing the right way, knowing that we're, we're praying, that we're reading our Bible, that we're sharing the word with other people. Like those things prepare us and those things give us confidence. So we need to practice those things because if we're not practicing those things, what are we doing? Like, you know, like if I didn't practice for like two weeks, I would, I would not be, I, and I had a race the next day, I would not be running very good because I didn't prepare the right way. Sometimes I think that we, we make these promises to ourselves that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And then we don't prepare the right way to do it, to make that change. But we got we to gotta be willing to make that change. And we have to change something up and do things a different way. And for me, seeing God more of as a, as a friend has helped me a lot. Just like knowing that, that he is there and that he is with me, like right next to me. He is with me right now. He is helping me do this because I know I couldn't do it by myself right now. But Think, think about God as like a friend. Think about one of your closest friends that you have right now. And think about if you didn't talk to them for a week, two weeks, three weeks, couple months. Like, would you trust them as much? What, what would happen with your, with your relationship? You would see that relationship begin to, to suffer, to fall away, to fall back. And that's the same way. It works the same way with God. Like, <laughs> He, we, he is our best friend and he is there for us. And sometimes we just put him on the back burner. We put him on the side and we don't, we don't treat him like he should be. After everything that he's done for us, we just put him behind us. And that's not how we, how we should treat him. We need to rejoice in God's love. It is never ending and it is unconditional. He never changes his ways. He's reliable, never failing. And that needs to be something that we can put our trust into. We learned at church camp about agape love. There's, like a, there's a few like different types of love. And this one, it is, it is God's love. And it means unconditional love, loving someone without expecting anything in return. And we need to put, we can't, we can't put that love into God, but we need to strive to try to put that love into God. And just, just going through these things, just seeing all these, the downfalls that we've had, and the struggles that we've had, it really makes us who we are. And those things produce, produce character. Like it talks about in verse four, it says endurance produces character and character produces hope. So I remember back in elementary school, they had the, the hallways named like a certain character trait. And, and then our teachers would reward us for having good character in class. And we would get a prize or candy or a pretty sweet looking pencil. And we also had these, these cards, like we had, a, we had a green, we had a yellow, and we had a red card. And there was like this thing on the side of the room over here. And if you got in trouble in class, they would change your cards. So like a yellow was like a warning. And then a red, you were getting, you were standing on the wall at recess. And 
I spent just a little bit of time on the wall, not too much, but the point is I wanted to receive those good, those good awards. And we should wanna work for God the same way. We need to build up that character and put our hope into Jesus Christ to see all those blessings that we can have. But we can't choose our way and have God's blessing at the same time. It's just like being a little kid at school. I can't talk to my friends while the teacher is talking and still receive that shiny sparkling pencil. But what character does God want us to have? What character do we need to, to put into our lives that, that Jesus had? In, in Galatians 5.22, which is the fruit of the spirits, it, it tells us what character to have. It tells us to be loving. We need to love. We need to love God, others, ourselves, our enemies. It's not gonna be easy to love. And then we need to be, to be joyful. Like we talked about rejoicing earlier in all the, all the bad and the good times. We need to show peace and patience and kindness. We need to see God's goodness. We need to be faithful and gentle. And we need to demonstrate self-control. All of those things revolve around trusting God and what God has for you. All of those choices we make daily and everything that we do. And we fail a lot of the time. It can be so difficult to, to choose having those characteristics when it isn't convenient. But if we don't choose what we believe in when things are tough, do we really believe it? We went on, we went on a soccer team trip at the beginning of the season, we went on, a, on a team bonding trip. And we went to Windermere, up to Windermere. And it, it was really fun. I had a good time. We split up into two groups. And our instructor gave us a lot of different advice and quotes and stuff. But the one that kind of stuck out to me and that uh, our coach kept, kept talking about was, if you don't show your character when things aren't going your way, you never had that character in the first place. And that kind of hit me hard because there's been times where I, I say I'm this, I say I'm this and that, and then... I'm not. Like when, when it comes down to it, when things are tough, I don't show that. But being, being able to endure through Christ builds our character. Being able to rely on Christ in those situations builds us, it gives us that character that we need, that we need to show that, that when we do it our way, that we fail. But when we choose to do it God's way, it gives us hope and it encourages us. It gives us hope to get through what the devil throws at us. It gives us hope for the prizes worth fighting for. He gives us hope to demonstrate those fruits of the spirit to our families, our jobs, and our communities. When we finally start buying into God and what he has for us, we see things around us start to improve. So I got a question for you guys. Think about, think about your life with God and without God. Which, which one has been better? Think about that for a second. If it seems like it's been the same, maybe it's because the fire died off since you got saved or maybe the fire died off since you had a huge, huge Jesus moment in your life or maybe you just haven't fully committed yet. But we need to completely give ourselves over to God and trusting that whatever he has is right for you. But, and then when we do that, it gives us hope and that wisdom that God is always there with us and that we don't have to rely on other outside things that he, he can handle the situation no matter what it is. And then the last verse says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That is nice to know. Like God's love has been poured directly into every single one of us, every single person. And that's just, 
it's crazy that someone can, can love like that and only God can do that. He's not going to let us down. God genuinely wants us to have a good life. He knows the only way for that to happen though is by giving up whatever's, whatever's holding us back, whether it's sexual desire, addiction, arguing and fighting, pride. And we need to replace that, whatever it is, with him and looking to his word to find the answers that he, is, that he has for us. Everything that we have struggled, are struggling, or will be struggling with all has one solution, and, and that is God. I know I might sound like a, a broken record up here, and this might just be going right through you, but, but don't let it. Know that you can have a better life by reading your Bible, praying with your kids and spouse, sacrificing things that you know are going to hurt you or someone else, completely buying into what God has for you. One of the biggest questions that has helped me make some of my choices is the choice, is this choice going to help me become the person I want to be? It's as simple as that. But how many times do we see, do we not see that bigger picture? How many times do we react just in the moment instead of looking at the things that, that it could affect instead of just to satisfy ourselves? What? So is, do, like, do you want to become a good influence on the people around you, your kids, your, your wife, your, your spouse? Do you want them to grow up the right way? Is arguing with a friend over a silly topic because you think you're right, is that worth it? Think about it. We put a lot of problems into our own life instead of just taking a step away from our emotions and reacting on based on what God, God says instead of what our thoughts are telling us. Look at the first part of that, that verse. And hope does not put us to shame. We are going to screw up. We are going to fail. We are going to make mistakes. That was predestined for us. But guess what? This is some hope right here. God doesn't change. He never will. He's the same person today as he was the day you got saved and forever will be the same. His love and mercy and grace abound over everything. Every, every struggle, every heartache, for me, I make mistakes all the time. I'm only 17 years old. I'm still trying to figure out this whole life thing as it is. But I do know that whatever God has for me is what is right. We are, we are really too harsh on ourselves, like Luke talked about last week. When we, but when we do sin, we need to acknowledge what we did was wrong and then fix it. Like we can't, if we're not preparing, like we talked about earlier, like if we're not preparing to fix it, we're not going to change. We're not going to see that improvement in our life that we know that we, can, that we can have with God with us. But God's won all those battles. Give it to him. One of my favorite quotes, I, I saw it on Twitter. It was from Pastor West. And he said, never go back to something that you had to pray your way out of. Never go back to something you had to pray your way out of. Sin controls us. It can tear you up. It can break down the things you love the most. So why go back to that thing that was so hard to get out of? It seems like when we get, get down on ourselves and mess up, we go straight back to the sin that brought us down. And the devil tells you, you can't get out of this. It's like our default mode, kind of. We need to make God our default mode. And when those bad things come, we need to turn to him. And when good things come, we need to turn to him and realize that all those things are from him. He wants to save us and pull us out from it. 
Are you willing to take his hand, to trust him that he's gonna pull you up and not let go? And as the song, song leader and the piano player come up, what do, what do you guys need to do today to be able to trust God a little bit more? What do you guys need to do to fully commit yourselves, to fully buy in to what God has for you? Let's pray. God, thank you for letting me get up here and ramble on a little bit about, about what you wanted me to say, God. Thank you for this opportunity, God. Please just work in the hearts of these people, God. Just help them be able to change something in their lives today, God, that they don't have to wait, that they can make an improvement, God, and that they, they can. Part of it is just winning the mental battle, knowing that they can, knowing that they, they can't, that they don't have to go back to the thing that's, that's dragging them down, that's breaking, breaking away relationships. God, help them just trust into you and be with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We can have an invitation. What do you guys need to do to trust God with?